three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions tonight i have a very special guest another student that i used to work with back in the past um daniel is in the building how you doing man i'm doing great just uh you know vibing uh after long day work so yeah man thank you for joining me i know it's a monday um you know we're, we're trying to just push through like I, I feel you <laughs> on that um but yeah thank you again for stopping by uh being open to share your story i definitely appreciate it man yeah big love i think um yeah i mean smash with the summer school that i was a part of with you was like how many years ago it was like oh <laughs> uh, man almost eight years now i feel like I that's was there. crazy um i don't know if you remember robert robert zuniga uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he came on. He was uh, the first, uh, I think, Smash student that I worked with that came on. And then Raseem came on as well. Uh-huh. And now you'll be the third. And oh, I, yeah. I hope many more come Raseem's through. Seems interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, I love Raseem. Yeah. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm up questions just to set the tone. Uh, threw in a couple icebreakers in there just to just for some fun if you're feeling a little nervous um and then we'll jump into the main interview where you choose a number between one and 34 sound good to you man sounds great ready for it all right well it's been eight years um and (laughs) my first question for you is how have you been you've been doing well you've been doing great how you been um i've been um growing flowing and healing um just the this past year alone you know it's been like you know we've been stuck inside with covid and just like um my day job is really demanding because of um just um communicating and stuff like that um and yeah gone through some life events as well i just moved to san francisco um and it's been a, it's been a wild ride here. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm doing great now. Um, just looking ahead for the future. So. How you liking uh, living in the city? I love it. I mean, um, I'm a born, raised, educated, and worked in San Jose for most of my life. Um, I lived in Hayward for about a year, and then I moved back home in San Jose um, just last year. And, you know, experiencing, like, living away from home is kind of uh, a big perk. So I was like, oh, I, I want to move out again. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, the opportunity just came up. Um, I'm subleasing my sister. So, um, yeah, I love it. Um, I love the cold weather. weather. Um, since I'm from San Jose, it's always hot, um, especially in the summertime. So I'm enjoying it here. Yeah, especially right now. Uh, I'll be going to San Jose pretty pretty often. And um, yeah, I'm more of a cold person for sure. I, I stay in Daly City right now and yeah, oh, definitely appreciate the, the breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should link up then. I'm really close. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. Let's definitely yeah, link yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and then before we go any further, we're going to jump into some icebreakers real quick. Uh, the first one is a spelling bee just a one word spelling bee how you feeling about your spelling skills uh i i'm well i'm bad at names first of all so that <laughs> kind of tells like how good my spelling is too and that that great i do a lot of typos on the text so i don't even have the autocorrect because 
I'm just like, might as well just put the wrong word in. <laughs> instead of the, like the wrong spelled word, then wrong word. No, I, feel, I mean, yeah. you know, autocorrect really like change change that for all of us. Um, yeah. But are you up for it? You feel free to pass. Yeah, I'm up for it. All right. No, no, I'm not gonna pass. This sounds cool. I haven't done this before. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, your word is going to be soliloquy. You know, uh, read a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> you know, in high school. Um, so this this one's right up your alley. So go for it. Oh, man, this is so bad because my, my day job's in communication, so... <laughs> I, like, I, I do a lot of writing and reading I, like, on a daily basis, but I can't spell for shit. So, soliloquy... Soliloquy... Is it S-O-L-I-L-E-Q-E? You were close. You got uh, through the first five letters correctly, and it was the last four that you kind of uh, flipped on. Um, you throwing in the towel, or you want another shot at it? I got the last letters wrong. The last four letters wrong. The first five right, and then the last four wrong. It's not a quote sound at the end. Then I'm going to throw in the towel for that. I'm like, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, well, the correct spelling was S O L I L O Q U Y Q U Y. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yo, that 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 ringtone went at the same that, at the right moment it, with your facial expression. It looked like <laughs> that was. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my um, my text tone is uh, Animal Crossing. It's Isabel just talking. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, my second icebreaker for you is a riddle. How are you with riddles? Ooh, I think I can do riddles. I, I can't do spelling, but I, can, I think I can be clever to figure out the riddle. <laughs> All right, man. Well, your riddle is what comes once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years. Once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years. Okay, maybe I'm not that great. I, <laughs> I like the confidence, though. I like the confidence. <laughs> yeah, one once in a minute, twice in a moment, and never in a thousand years. Uh, is it like two thousand? Overthinking oh, it, overthinking it. Outside the box. It, it sounds like it's a deep question, but it's really like you know one of those things that's right in your face, you know. Comes once in a minute, twice in a moment, and never in a thousand years. I mean, if you say it's simple, and it's like, but I. If I say something and I don't know the reason behind it, then I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, what's something simple? Now I'm thinking about the simple thing, you know? Um, dang, I'm stumped. I think it's... Um, I don't know why. I just, I, I, I'm stumped. I don't know. No I was going to say microwave because I think of... Like, <laughs> Nah, man, you good. 
your timer in the microwave. I'm like, that's what, I'm just thinking of the, the first thing. But yeah. I feel you. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Um, not everybody gets it, but the answer is the letter M. The letter M. Once in a moment. All right. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to read it. Yeah, now. once in a minute. Yeah, well, one, uh, twice in a moment. Once in a moment. Never in a thousand years. Uh, it's the last part that like got me because I was like, okay. Just throws you off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does, it does. I was like, it has to do something with time, like a clock <laughs> or a microwave or, yeah, you know. No, I know, I know. Uh, well, thank you for participating. Um, you know, definitely, it's not easy to to be you know open yourself to embarrassment. But thank thank you for playing the game and uh, definitely. Appreciate I love getting it. embarrassed. I love it. <laughs> my my favorite quote is uh, or one of my favorite quotes is embarrassment is the price of admission. Sometimes, um, mm. you know, depending on on what it is. Uh, mm. But yeah, moving on to the warm up questions. The first one is what would you like the audience to know about you? Hmm. What would I like the audience to know about me? Um, no, I think about that in like many ways, like, you know, who's listening? Like, because like my day job is like all about communication. So I think about the audience and like what to tell them and stuff like that. But um, I mean, who I am is um, I live like an authentic life to like be true to who I am and stuff like that because I've lived it for so long just um, in other people's molds or like uh, like being in the closet or um, doing certain things to like please people and stuff like that being a people pleaser. So I think um, what you'll hear today is really like my own truth and. Um, whatever you take from it, I trust you with that value and where, um, what you want to learn out from it and stuff. So. For sure. Yeah. Would you say you've always like lived an authentic life or was that kind of like a switch that, you know, you, you had to, to flip at a certain point? I think it's, um, I think both, you can do both, you know? You can live in a way that you're you're pleasing people, but in a way that you think is right, you know, and that could be your own truth. Um, like there's portions of your life that you live, where like as a kid, I'm like, oh, I like drawing, I like being creative, so that's that's my truth. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I can't be treating myself because I'm not out as a kid or something like that, you know. There's like layers and complexities to it. I think like you can kind of be both ways, you know. No doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, my second question for you in the warm up is: If someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So, if I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something in the honor of Daniel, what what act could I do in your honor? Mm. Wow, I actually think about this a lot. Like what <laughs> what what people will say when I die, like stuff like that. And I think I've come to the conclusion that if I were to leave this earth and, you know, people would remember me by like the things that I've done for them or like the, the small interactions that I've had with them, I'm fine with that. There's no like definitive, like big picture, like this is who I am when I want people to say I'm a eulogy. Like, I think if I would want to be honored 
it would be like how I talked about being honest and open is in that same way. If someone wants to talk shit about me and my funeral, I mean, that's their truth. But I know that like the way that I've lived my life at least is um, the way that I've wanted to. So I think, uh, I think I've, it's, I think I've experienced so much death in my life, uh, whether that's like uh, someone passing away um, from a disease or suicide and stuff like that, that I, I think that the way that I leave this earth is that I've done what I what I've done, you know. Like, um, like I I fulfilled my calling, basically. Whatever God has like put me through, and stuff, or whoever I believe in at the moment. But, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, that's a that's the weird thing about funerals, man. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that I feel like are trying to change how that tradition, you know, because it's such a sad, it's such a sad event. Um, mm-hmm. What's one way you feel like we could we could change it to to make it a little more, you know, more of a celebration of someone's life, you know, instead of trying mm-hmm. to miss them? You have any, yeah. any input? I mean, funerals are for the living. You know, grieving is for the people that you leave behind and I mean like as much as I want them to celebrate I want them to go through the process how they think it's going to be even for them and stuff too um I can't say I mean like maybe I'll leave a playlist or something be like play this at my funeral it's literally going to be called Daniel's Funeral Playlist or something you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's all going to be bops it's going to be like Mariah Carey and like Boys to Men, you know, like, yeah, what's yeah. that song? You know that one song? I Which one? Which one? Well, the Mariah Carey Boys to Men one? Yeah, yeah, oh, you know. that's a sad one, though, man. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, we gotta put them through the emotions. Let's see what kind of story I'm gonna make for this playlist. I like making playlists. So we'll yeah, I'm trying to remember how it goes. It's like, uh, it's I, one day, I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. One sweet day, one sweet day. Ooh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anyone, if anyone needs to cry, go ahead and listen to that song. <laughs> Super sad, and I'll put something happy, like some late dollar or something, like born this way or something like that. <laughs> it's a playlist. It's not just one song. You gonna have your mix. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's how life is, you know. You go through one song and you get over it, or you listen to something on repeat. That is true. That is true. So I'm gonna be like, play the song twice. You can grow what would you say is the last song you played out for yourself? Like, just because you thought it was so good and then you had it on repeat and then eventually you're like, ah, I got to move on. Oh, a song I just moved on from? Yeah, yeah. One that well, you... right now... Oh, sorry. No, no, you good. You can go for it. Oh, um, well, right now on repeat, I have um, Transparency by Willow just because it's so, like, um, like Blink-182, but not... That's, like not her original genre that she really like vibes with like alternative so that's one song i'm really addicted to right now um but yeah i tend to i do that when i listen to a song like over and over i think and then a song that i'm not over that i that i don't listen to as much but i'm still not over because i think it just you know spotify just makes that song just appear all the time <laughs> yeah yeah uh, after you listen to it a couple times, it's like, oh, let's add it to your Rihanna mix. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to those like special mixes or reviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what a masterpiece, a beautiful masterpiece, is "Good Days." Yeah, this is a... "Good Days" by who? 
Pay, uh, pay, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Willow, and you're the second person to tell me that she's been killing it, or like you know she she's been on it. So, I, I yeah, she has. I gotta check that out, and especially telling me it's like a Blink 182 feel. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's very rock like vibe, like alternative rock vibes. It's like. Because she's mostly like, I mean, I, I don't, that's why I love her so much. She doesn't want to put herself in a box. Like her and her brother. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, we're doing alternative. Let's, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as an artist, you kind of got to have that freedom, right? To just do mm-hmm. whatever you feel like as far as experimenting with different styles. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10. How well do you know yourself? Hmm. I think I want to say seven. Love that number. Um, yeah, I think a seven. Sure. I someone recently told me this was that that I have such a sureness to myself, which has started to make me doubt myself a little bit. Oh. <laughs> so that's why yeah. yeah 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 it's like oh again you're so like sure and conviction in your answers and stuff like that and I'm like yeah i am because it, it, it makes me feel like i'm closed-minded at the same time but i'm very open to like the possibilities of things and changing my mind and evolving and, and getting to know new facts and new things and stuff like that so um because i'm sure about my curiosity like i'm sure that like I'm always like thinking about um, or wanting to discover something new kind of thing about myself Um, but in terms of like my identity it's always ever changing always evolving so that's why there's that other three part but I think the seven part is really because of how much I've I'm intentional about it Um, that I'm in a constant exploration of who I am and who I want to be or where I've been um, very much in the mind of like being present, um, but also looking to the future and respecting my past and my ancestors and honoring that. Um, so yeah, I'd say a very s- solid seven. For sure, for sure. Uh, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? What's oh, my favorite thing about myself? Um. Hmm. Uh, well, I kind of said it earlier, like my curiosity. Like I, I am always asking questions or looking something up, or I'm not really stuck on like one hobby or stuck on one thing to binge. Like uh, a few months ago, I was really into, <laughs> I was really into watching videos about killer bees and like uh, beekeepers and stuff like that, and then. <laughs> I think I got stuck on watching it because the beekeeper was all like, yeah, all bees are, all killer bees are Scorpios. Like, they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're always like mad, like, um, but also like very loving with themselves and stuff. So I was like, hmm, fascinating. And then I got into astrology after that. And then just like, there's always something new out there to learn and to like vibe with. So like, I mean, December I was making candles and now I'm uh, fixing up my skateboard which i've been skating for a year so it's like all different things yeah you got a lot of a lot of interest man that, that's good 
that's good um uh, what, what are your thoughts on astrology like you how much weight do you put into it let me ask you that yeah um i think when you dig into your spirituality how much energy you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it so i mean i said like the past few months i was really into astrology now i'm kind of like well, I know some facts and like, I'm not really listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos as I used to. Um, maybe I'll see like a tweet about some, um, like where the planets are and stuff like that. And I'll look into it. But, um, for me, astrology helped me a lot with my healing process after a very, um, after my Lola passed away. And then after I experienced a breakup around November, um, and so, um, yeah, there's there's parts of astrology, the celestial bodies that are outside of what your, like, your sun sign is, your moon and your rising. So I was really curious about those other parts, which are like Lilith and Chiron, which are like the, the deep and like parts of yourself that are like your shadow. So Lilith is like um, things that you're ashamed of, emotions that you don't want to bring up and hide. Chiron is about an unhealable trauma. Um, and so like even those two uh, kind of celestial bodies and you look at them. Um, so Lilith's like the black moon to the dark side of the moon. And then Chiron is like a comet that is between, I think, um, Saturn and Uranus, honestly, or Jupiter. Um, but um, yeah, just knowing all these like signs and where they're placed and what bigger picture it makes of you, um, it just fascinates me. And I think, I think with anything in terms of um, who we are, is always growing and changing. So I mean, if you look at um, um, when you turn thirty, that's called your Saturn's return, right? So that's even a big change in your life that's going to happen and stuff. So, I mean, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on astrology. It's not, it's not a definitive, it's like the oldest um, spirituality thing out there because it's been studied for hundreds and hundreds of years. But um, yeah, there's some truth in it that you put into yourself and there's some truth that um, might surprise you along the way digging deep into it. For sure, for sure. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing uh, that story. Um, I know it's not easy, so I definitely appreciate you, you know, being vulnerable. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I'm just gonna be all true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I'm sure the folks out there checking this out definitely appreciate it too. Um, and yeah, we made it to the main portion where you start choosing numbers between one and thirty-four. Uh, we do have three levels: easy, medium, hard. Each, each level has its own set of 34 questions so you can jump in between choose the same number for each one it's up to you where would you like to start mm. so I just choose a number right uh, first you want us to go easy medium or hard I think let's uh, let's go easy and then ease into it so if it's too easy then maybe we'll go next okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and throw me your first number uh, let's go with um, my favorite number three. Three. Who do you have major respect for? 
Uh, doesn't necessarily doesn't have to be one person. It could be a group of folks. You know, it's up to you how you want to take it. But uh, yeah, who do you have major respect for? Oh, that's a good question. These are good questions. <laughs> Even though we're just starting, I'm like, okay. The other ones were like, I thought were good questions. Not good icebreaker, which I'll probably even steal from my own stuff. But um, who do I have major respect for? Um, I think the first people that come to mind, maybe because they're like right in my face. I have um, I have a lot of art on my walls here in my house. Um, I mean, that's one facet I respect is that I respect um, artists and like just people who create and make things um, from their mind, whether that's music or paintings or drawings and stuff like that. So whenever I get the chance to, um, I set aside a certain amount of my funds to like buy art. Um, so all the house, art in my house is not free. It's, I've always paid for it and I've, I always give, I always feel like they deserve to be paid because, you know, they take their time and their thought and their, their heart into like creating something. So I think that's something that I have a deep, profound respect for is just the, um, the different artists out there that kind of just keep making things and not expecting anything in return. Um, but specifically, so the art that I'm seeing is, um, is the uh, Manos from Delano. Um, so like Larry Leong and Philip Vera Cruz. Um, there's also Don Mabal here, who's a professor that recently passed away um, and wrote about her hometown, Little Manila in Stockton. Um, but majorly, um, and she helped write a lot about these monologue stories. Um, the leaders of the movement were like Larry Leong, Philip Vera Cruz, Benjamin Gaines, uh, and Pete Velasco. Um, but overall, that, that generation that was... Um, you know, because of certain policies and certain um, laws prevented them from having families here in the United States. I mean, they made their own chosen families with each other, but it prevented, like, these laws prevented them from bringing over, like, their wife or children um, in the United States. So I think what they fought for was something um, that deserves to be told. And um, I'll keep telling their story, whether that's uh, um, the work I do in the community and stuff like that. But yeah, that's um, that's people I have mad respect for. Like my own, I would say my own grunkle, my uh, grand uncle, my mom's uncle uh, was a mono. He came to uh, the United States, um, I think in the 40s, I believe. He, um, he well, he started in Hawaii worked in the sugarcane plantation and then um, he made his way to the mainland uh, where he drove like 18 wheeler trucks and he had like a cinder block on his foot because he was too short for the pedal <laughs> um, and then he got stopped by the FBI and was drafted into the military and um, he met his uh, wife at a dance hall during a time when um, interracial marriages were looked down upon because of certain laws since generation I can't even pronounce it but yeah certain laws that prevented interracial marriage um and uh yeah and then he you know fought in the Vietnam War he was a drill sergeant he uh, was stationed in like Korea and all over the world like Paris and stuff like that I think um yeah and he was part of that generation so think about that a lot in terms of people I respect 
because they're the new kind of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out to your grunkle for sure, man. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and all the manangs and uh, manangs out there. Uh, I was going to say, would you consider yourself an artist or that's not your thing? Man, like my day job sucks all my creativity up. But I, I love my job. I love to bash it and stuff. But I I don't create as much art as um, as I used to. Like sketching and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, other people can call me artists, but I don't know. I don't really self-proclaim myself to be an artist. Like, I do a lot of graphic design, definitely. I make, I make things there. But, um, yeah. I usually use my skills mostly for either work or the community. So, sometimes myself. I'm feeling spicy with Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned your your day job a couple times. You don't have to say what you do, but I want to ask: Do you feel like you're living the dream? And uh, if not, what's the dream look like for you? I've been so I've been thinking about this a lot because for a month now I've reached the zenith of my career path. Um, it's a um, interim role, so I'm only, it's only temporary technically. But um, so I work for local government um, in communications and the highest, um, so like the career path is pretty straightforward. It goes like public from rep one, two, senior, then manager. Um, and so I, I, I am a manager now and I, I, I've been in this role for a month and uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It keeps me on my feet, but now I'm in this kind of quasi space of like, way. Where'd I go from here? You know, and like I've gotten the taste of the top, per se. Um, but what um, else is out there for me? So, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of describing my job. I, I do everything in communications, like outreach plans, speaking to media, um, web stuff, graphic design. Um, I even assist with like translations. So I mean, I go through a vendor and stuff like that. But I mean. Um, learning a lot about other cultures and other um, ethnicities and races and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Maybe, I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, no. That's fine. That is fine. Um, so, I guess to add on that, I would ask uh, it, so is is that your division for yourself is to reach that or to stay there? Or are you? is that something it sounds like it's something you're still kind of like reflecting upon and uh you know trying to figure out yeah it's still really fresh and like i i was projecting that would be in this role in 10 years like i was hoping that there you know the the growth would be gradual but it became immediate because of the need um my coworker put it really well and said that i was falling upwards and i was like yeah i'm definitely falling like it just feels like um, you know, one thing happens after another, especially like during this time of like the pandemic. Like, I'm so blessed to have the job that I have and security that I have. Um, and I am, I am ambitious and I am hard work, but at the same time, it's like I don't see a lot of people in my kind of role. Um, and when I say about that, I don't see young people. I don't see um, people as brown as me. I don't see queer people. So it's definitely a new space I'm navigating in, and um, I'm just trying to make it my own every step of the way. So. 
for sure for sure remember don't put too much pressure on yourself you know yeah. you want this path and uh you'll figure it out like you've, you've made it this far right and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been so early that you got a lot more places to go uh for sure go ahead and uh, throw me another number man that was an easy question <laughs> that was an easy question man. <laughs> oh man okay uh let's go with uh 15 15 still still easy uh let's go how long I kind of want to taste medium now. See how spicy that is. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, How much of yourself is due to nature versus nurture? Nature versus nurture. Um, I would say it's more nurture. Okay. Um, than nature. I grew up um, on the east side of San Jose, um, about middle middle class little lower um and so i went to um you know middle school with a like an underserved community and then i was i like what's it called i got raffled into high school so i um i went through a magnet program so it was literally like a lottery system to, to get into um the high school that i went to because the high school i was supposed to go to was definitely underserved as well and um yeah a lot of people um you know there's there's like gang violence and stuff like that associated with the east side so um but a lot of things that i was involved in was like filipino youth coalition which was to prevent like being part of the gang or like experiencing that violence um and so why i choose nurture over nature is because um, when I think of nurture, I think of people, and I've always surrounded myself with people that I could vibe with or like my community. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning, like I was in the closet for many years of my life, and in order to prevent um, my blood family from abandoning me, I went for a chosen family, which was my community. Um, but uh, at the same time, I've, I, uh, once I came out, like my family was definitely supporting some gray area in terms of um, nurturing and stuff. But um, overall, I feel the love from them, um, my blood family, my chosen family, my community and stuff. So that's why I lean a lot on people. I think it's, uh, it's bringing up astrology, my rising signs in Libra. So <laughs> Libra is all about relationships. It's in the... Um, under Venus, same with um, my own Venus, which is a Taurus, which is another Venus. But, anyways, yeah, I feel like nurture definitely took over over the nature because I mean, um, yeah, there's all these programs that were available to me. Whether that was um, Gear Up in middle school, Smash in high school, um, and the Filipino organizations that I was part of from high school up until college. Um, even after college and stuff. So, um, yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. And I, I know you said you're more nurture, but what would you say is like a characteristic you got from either parent? You could you could say something, how, how you're like more like your mom or how you're like more like your dad. Is there anything that you see from them in you, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like this was like a journaling prompt I had, like about my parents and what personality traits I've I've gotten from them. 
And I think um, one that just straight up comes into my mind is um, I would say both my pe- both my parents are pretty generous people. Um, uh, both with their time, definitely, and something that I've gotten um, definitely gotten from them. Um, and it's it's been a dance because sometimes I feel like they're over generous, you know, giving too much of themselves and not giving enough um, for themselves. Um, not to say they don't have some form of self-love and stuff like that, um, but um, I think there was a lot of pressure for me to um, always give my time, my money, um, my skills um, out to other people and never really use it for myself. That's why it sounds, um, I talk a lot about community and stuff like that because I do give a lot uh, to community. But I think just th- these past months alone, I've learned to do a lot of more self-love. But I think if I think about both parents and, and think about what attributes I've um, gotten most from them and stuff, I definitely got my dad's like sense of humor. Like just, just like straight up dad jokes or straight up like <laughs> <clears throat> being goofy and um, stuff like that. And then from my mom, I definitely got her like... Um, just happy-go-lucky, like, laugh at things, and, like, um, that's why they make such a great balance at the same time. It's like, my dad will say something stupid, and then my mom will laugh, um, or get mad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For sure. I-, I noticed you had some tattoos on, on your arm right there. Uh, what, what would you say is your next one? If there is a next oh, one. <laughs> yikes. I have, um... I have about 24 tattoos, 25. All right, all right. You beat me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My next one, I hope, I I live with my best friend. It's just me and her and stuff. And I hope our next one is going to be it. A lot of my tattoos are either um, traditional art. So on this arm is like all like aspects of flowers and stuff like that this is actually her hands my best friend's hands has a, a part of her like tribal tattoo that she has on her wrist that's sick uh, yeah. that's sick it's tempagita flower um so these are all like flowers and i fill it up and i have like a bit of like this here too um and then like i have a lot of like pop culture stuff so this is all anime um this is like my favorite song album um from neo called saturn um and then on my torso is like a lot of pokemon so i have like word a, <laughs> i have a blastoise on my chest yo that's crazy <laughs> so i think um yeah my next one's gonna be an either anime tattoo with my best friend um of hunter x hunter so like um kilo and gong from that show um or i want to get leg tattoos too because i haven't done anything with my legs yet so um i'm hoping to get another pokemon or something nope nope uh so i've actually i'm not i'm not a huge anime person i'll, I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. that I, but i just started watching studio ghibli films i, mean, I don't know if I'm okay not, am i pronouncing it right <laughs> Hey, see you, Ghibli. Yeah. 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 Um, so my first one I saw was uh, Spirited Away. Uh, mm. What would you recommend me seeing next as a person who hasn't really watched, you know, any of them? Well, what would you say? Is your this is. Wait, let me see. Get an angle. This is a Spirited Away tattoo. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's the it's the river spirit that um not spoiler alert like that um Ishiro um, cleans up and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Sludge monster. I remember yeah. it. It's fresh um, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so the other ones on here are like there's Howl's Moving Castle. Um, this is actually a video game, Nino Kuni, which was co-created with Studio Ghibli. It's mm. on the Switch. Um, but my favorite movie of all time is um, this one right here, Princess Mononoke. Um, the, uh, what can I say about it without giving away anything? It's a, I really like it because it's very much thought-provoking and just a good score, great art, um, really easy to follow story. Um, not that it's easy, but it's like it makes you think about just life and death a lot. Sick. All right. That'll be my second one. Because it's, sometimes it's hard, right? When you have all these choices and you're not yeah. sure where to, where to go. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Princess Mononoke? Mononoke. Yeah. And, all right. Yeah. Thank you. Very, like, Legend of Zelda. If you play Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you for your suggestion. Now I, now I know which direction to start. Um all right before we go any further i have a curveball for you i don't know if you saw all the questions but this is a question i choose for you um Um, and this question is it's a fill in the blank and yours is i'm too old to blank i'm too old to blank how would you fill in that blank (laughs) oh man it's funny because i don't think i'm that old but um, you know, like I feel like people my age also say like, "Oh, I'm too old to blah 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 nowadays." Um, <laughs> like, oh, it's getting late. Like, I should be on go to sleep, stepping out in the club or something. But um, I'm too old to. I don't know. This is hard. That is a curveball. It's like a because ba- I'm a balance between like being uh, an old soul and like a young spirit kind of thing so i think i'm too old sometimes for tiktok um <laughs> i got you I- <laughs> you know, like it's i i mean like i'm like in the quasi space of being gen z still because i'm like uh 96 i think that's like in between gen z and millennial um yeah i'm like I want to make videos, but I don't feel like I'm good at it. And like, I'm like, oh, I want to do this again. Like, I have like such a perfectionist spirit. Like, I'm like oh, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I'll post it. Um, and then it's, I mean, it's like Vine where it's like, you know, you're on there for hours. And you're like, oh man, I just like consume so much information. <laughs> and like, I want, I want to be able on the level to create it, but. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's my answer. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I mean, I've tried to look at. I mean, consuming TikTok easy, creating on TikTok. I don't know. It takes a long ass time sometimes to to get those cuts. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and what I hear is like you may get on other apps, so it's easier to like do. But then I'm like, there's a cheat code. Like. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not supposed to make in-app because they're, like, creating software is trash. Mm, 
okay i need to to youtube that or something if i figure out the tiktok secret <laughs> yeah i you seen what's that yeah because what no no go ahead oh i was gonna say like no i've seen like podcast clips on like tiktok too so that'd be rad to see I, I, I threw one on there and you know it was just a very basic one minute clip i, I didn't do anything to it <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it still got more plays than anything i put on instagram just because of that that algorithm they got on tiktok where everyone is seeing it. <laughs> i just gotta say my okay my sister is tiktok famous she she has like 75k followers and what she does she's a speech pathologist so she just answers questions of her trade and like stitches videos with you know parents like talking to their kids and saying what's like why this is like good that 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 the parent is interacting with their kid in that way and stuff and um yeah she has a huge following and i'm like great props to her um it's my older sister too so i'm like whoa tiktok parents that's so weird <laughs> oh, shout out shout out to big sis you know um, yeah yeah at making learning special shout out <laughs> is it's called at making learning special yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. uh all right man just a heads up we have about 10 15 minutes left in the pod uh time's what been, yeah time's been flying by <laughs> uh just wanted to thank you again for stopping by and yeah man let's jump into another another number what's your next one um let's go with 33 hard 33 hard uh your question is where do you belong i see where they're hard okay <laughs> <laughs> where do i belong And I was hella talking and I got me shut up because of this question. <laughs> take, take, take your time. Take your time. There's gonna, yeah. There's going to be background music, so everyone's going to be kind of thinking along with oh. you, you know? <laughs> oh, man, man, man. Um, belonging. Um, I mean, I've talked a lot about, like, community and being, like, with people, whether that's, like, on the streets, like, protesting or, like, in a Zoom call, like, figuring it out, like, um, what to do next in terms of action and stuff like that or like talked about family um, you know being in the closet so that I can feel like I belong to the family being straight um, or um, I, I talked about work like belonging in like my dream job basically where I am right now because I, I do call it my dream job um but ultimately when i think of like where do i belong i think about like like myself you know not selfishly but like i feel like i belong to myself like i belong to um holy who i i belong to like every part that i'm ashamed of and every part that i like um, still have to discover and every part that I love and um, one of my favorite quotes is from a book I read in high school it's called Cyrano de Bergerac and it goes um, my soul be satisfied by fruits by flowers by weeds even but gather them in a garden you call your own 
And I think about that garden, about all the things and all the parts that make up who I am um, in its complexities and in its pieces and stuff. And, um, you know, because there was a moment in time where I thought like my family would kick me out or like, you know, shun me and stuff like that. So I was always prepared to like not belong somewhere. Um, and even in my community, you know, like, um, sometimes it gets heated and activism or like some people gossip and say shit and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like I had this subconscious of like being prepared to be ostracized for being who I am. So ultimately, even though it sounds like a very lonely path, it, it doesn't feel lonely because I have, um, I have two hands. I can hold myself as I move along. Um, and I can always look in the mirror and see myself. I think um, moving out here to San Francisco, I'm home alone most of the day. So I'm very much in my own thoughts. And um, before pre-pandemic, I was used to going out, going out to bars, going out for dinner with friends, like one-on-ones or with a group. Or to an event like First Fridays or like... Um, just like going to things, you know? But now that I've been in this space that I very much made my own, like I talked about like the art on the walls or like, um, yeah, just being in this space that I created and co-created with my housemate and stuff. Um, yeah, I think uh, I very much belong to myself and my solitude and my, my, my self-love and stuff like that. That's dope, man. That's dope. And uh, yeah, you know that for, for me, life is a lot about balance um, and it's very contradicting sometimes. But, you know, being your, your, your own person, being yourself, I don't think anybody else is going to be like you. But even though mm-hmm. that that's true, I also feel like, you know, you don't have to feel as alone because everybody's kind of like there are other people yeah. who, who feel the, the, the same kind of vibe, same kind of wavelength. Um, but th- thank you for, for sharing and opening up and now I hope th- the listeners out there who do feel the same way don't feel as alone you know um, so thank mm-hmm. you absolutely yeah. alright man well we made it to the concluding portion of, of the interview uh, got like a few ending uh, close out questions for you but before we get there there's this thing that I'm doing now with my guest called the 34th mantra I want you to create a mantra on the show um, and I have I have the words for you I just similar to the fill of the blank you're just going to be filling it in for yourself um, the phrase is I am I can I will so I am blank I can blank I will blank how would you fill that fill that out for yourself she said I am I can and I will I will. am okay. I can I will um, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Uh, I can do things together and in solitude. And um, I will always move forward with the heart. For sure. For sure. 
if you ever need a reminder, now you have your have this video, this little sound clip of yourself telling you. <laughs> um, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uh, that first one, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, man. That's a, uh, I saw that on the shirt on that um, that Ruby video. I, th- I believe that yeah. was the first time I seen it, and that just like like just stuck in my head and is this complete memory. I don't know something about it really vibed with me. A uh, big reason why this this podcast was created was to was for that purpose, sort of to to kind of like reach out and we'll get there, we'll get there, uh, but going into the concluding portion of 34 questions this next question is actually from my previous guest who came on um and shout out to no name rod but this question for you is if you weren't doing what you're doing right now what would you rather be doing Ooh, i wasn't doing what i'm doing now I'd be doing a lot of things. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, I mean, I'm glad I'm doing um, I'm working and all that jazz and stuff. But I, I want to go back to traveling, um, just the world and like seeing different things, living different experiences. I think that's very much <laughs> like our like the millennial vibe. Sometimes it's like wonderlust, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I, I want to explore the Philippines head to toe. My dad wants to do that. So if I can do that with him. Um, I want to, you know, also like travel around the United States and experience different things there too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was supposed to go to Japan in March. That was a big blow. Um, the the shelter in place first happened and stuff. So I still want to go. Um, but slowly but surely I'll start traveling again and that's something I would really want to do again um yeah dope dope uh yeah I had a a couple trips cancelled as well and I'm trying to make them happen in 2021 which so far so good everything looks like we we getting back on track but we'll we'll see where where are you supposed to go i'm supposed to go to hawaii um and yeah yeah so um it was for my 30th birthday and you know trying to make it real dope and everything but (laughs) yeah yeah, it was cool it's cool i'm I'm still 30 i didn't get any older through through corona you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure no yeah yeah i hope you live the dream there um Yeah. yeah 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 got it uh, and then my next question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions okay I see what you, I see what you did that's, that's rad um, hmm. I guess it kind of goes with um, one of the questions you asked in the beginning but um, I think um, three generations out uh, what would what would be one sentence that you would like to be remembered by by your um, descendants? One sentence, man. All right. Yeah. I got gotcha. Um, for sure, for sure. This uh, this ties ties in real good with uh, my very last question for you, which which is around the same realm, but instead of just three generations, I'm talking like 500 years down the road. <laughs> <laughs> 500 years down the road our our descendants are watching this video what would you tell them 
And um, make sure you mask up when they're told to, because you'll be stuck in it if someone's warning you about a pandemic. I mean, um, no, I'm just kidding. That's probably <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. That could be very relevant by the time they see this. Oh, who, who knows? Super relevant. Um, you said 500 years? That's yeah, fine. 500 years was just a, the number I came like realistically for some reason. I feel <laughs> realistically. <but. laughs> that, that'd be like what? 2000, like 2,521. Wow, what a number. Um, yeah, I mean, like, keep listening. Like, I'm, uh, these, these, uh, these stories that are being shared, these hearts that are being poured out, these minds that are being dissected, like, there's more to learn. And, you know, don't, don't stop here, you know, keep being curious. You know, I, maybe I said something about astrology, like, dive into that. Or if I talked about community, look for that community, take action. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot out for you there. And like, um, like you mentioned, like, you're not alone, you know, you're, I'm not alone and you're you're in with yourself so um yeah 500 years now i hope they hear that <laughs> yeah me, me too <laughs> uh but yeah man any uh last things you you want to say or plug you know you plugged in a couple of things already but, oh yeah, yeah what's up to you guys? go for I it totally, i totally plug my sister's tiktok uh yeah follow my sister's tiktok at making them special She's a rad speech pathologist, so if you're in California, Nevada, that's where she practices um, for children. Um, but uh, yeah, my socials are at Dino Man Daniel. So Dino, like dinosaur man, like person, and Daniel, I mean. Um, there, um, you'll find me on Instagram, um, Twitter, um, Facebook, and stuff like that. Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram and Twitter. I also have a link tree, and I think right now what I'm promoting is um, the Transgender Intersex Justice Project. Um, it's a uh, local um, uh, um, nonprofit that serves uh, Black, trans, and intersex women um, who are getting out of the prison system. So. Um, or getting right out of prison. And so it helps them um, with their lives outside um, and also inside. So um, check out that. It's Pride Month. So, you know, that's, I think that's what I was trying to promote for. Is, you know, it's Pride Month. You know. um, Pride was a, um, was a riot stonewall, which was catalyzed by uh, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, both trans women, uh, Marsha being uh, a black trans woman, and then uh, Sylvia was a Afro-Latina trans woman. So without them, I wouldn't be having the rights that I have today, the privileges that I consume. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, it's on my link tree with that idea. For sure, for sure. I want to thank you again, good sir, for, for stopping by, sharing your story, being vulnerable. Uh, you know, like I said, it's not easy. So definitely pr- appreciate the energy you brought brought to the show. Want to thank all the folks out there for also tuning in, listening on Spotify or catching this on YouTube, wherever you're checking it out. Appreciate your time as well. I'm gonna do something I always hate to do, but you know this is part of it. But subscribe if you liked it. Um, if you loved it, go ahead and share. And uh, if you're interested in being a guest, feel free to come on. And uh, yeah, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love.
And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. And then it, it, it fades out after that. But uh, <laughs> fades. <laughs> for sure, for sure.